For Newcastle fans everywhere, this is the ultimate football app for you. Never miss a thing with the latest Newcastle news, gossip and social stories as they break. Download the free Toon Army app now from the App Store and Google Play. CHN Radio episode 134. I'm your host, Greg Troxell, and we are excited to announce that the next time that you will hear my lovely voice and Elijah's lovely voice is after Newcastle United will have beat Sheffield United this weekend. So with me to not only talk about this takeover and the WTO report that launched today, but also to preview a match, a real match in the month of June in the Premier League. Uh, the best damn coast in the land, Elijah Newsom. Yes, I'd like to first and foremost offer my apologies to anyone who um, had to hear me completely butcher the sports director uh, news from last week. Sorry about that. Won't happen again. Other than that, follow me on Twitter. Always tweet at me, DM me all of your criticisms. I enjoy waking up and seeing what you people have to say about me. Um, but yeah, excited to be here. Excited to finally be doing another little preview guy with my main guy, Gregory. Oh, yeah. Is that your um, full name, by the way? Is confirmed? Uh, my, yeah, my first name is Gregory. Interesting. Yeah. It, it, okay, this is off the cusp, you know, already getting started. Yeah. Do you think that Greg up. Berhalter's full name is Greg with three Gs? That's it? That's that's how that's why they do it. So if you have the three G's, two at the end, that means your full name is Greg. And if you are G-R-E-G, then most likely your full name's Gregory. Man, it would suck to be named Greg with three G's. Yeah, it's just not advisable, really. Yeah. Can't, can't get behind it. Um, follow, this is the underscore gang. So follow me at NUFC underscore Greg, Elijah at Elijah underscore Newsom. The podcast at chn underscore radio, the main account at coming home underscore nufc, Graham Bell at Graham underscore or Graham Bell underscore. Ah, well, here's the thing: uh, is you already messed Graham up Bell underscore. It's it's nufc. Mate, is maybe it's Graham nufc. Wait, what? Graham Bell underscore nufc. Yeah, but yeah. also it's also just coming home nufc. It's not coming home underscore nufc. Really, the main account? Yeah. Dang. Also, oh, shout out to Andy who's tweeting from that. Also, check out the main site. There's a lot of lot of great activity um, going on the site. I know that Andy just wrote a really nice um, alternate piece ahead of the WTO um, like report that came out, um, talking about the Newcastle United takeover and essentially like why we should all just shut up and just like keep it moving. Um, really good stuff. Uh, Brian also wrote an opinion piece on the takeover. Uh, Alan St. Maximin, uh, Graham wrote about him and like how great of a player he is. 
And um, he also wrote about Yoshinori Muto, the, the forgotten man. So um, a lot of good stuff. Uh, Howay the Stats, Chris Lavelle is going to be coming out with the Sheffield uh, nerd piece, as I like to call it, but it's going to be stats heavy. And um, there'll be some other stuff. So be on the lookout for all that kind of stuff as the week progress on the main site, coming from newcastle.espionation.com or just coming from newcastle.com. Oh, yeah. I love it. Thanks for shouting out the brand here. Elijah, how excited are you that matches are going to be played? I like, mean, literally, the Premier League starts today. Yeah. It's Wednesday. So yeah, it's, it's Wednesday, my dudes, and the Premier League is back. It's back. We're June Premier League. I mean, yeah. never thought I'd say that. June League. <laughs> June League. That yes. It doesn't really have well, a ring to well, it, actually. Yeah, we'll have to work on it, but um, sure. But yeah, I mean, it's it's cool that it's back. Um, uh, unfortunately, the the first couple games are just bound to suck. So, uh, I like Arsenal. Man City is going to be brutal. It's either going to be a draw or it's going to be Man City absolutely destroying Arsenal. Um, and then Sheffield Aston Villa looks like it's going to be a park the bus bust. I w- sorry, park the bus. I would. I mean, maybe it's going to rain. Like it's just going to. It sounds like it's going to be an awful match. So. <laughs> Now all you have to say to is Sheffield United, Aston Villa, and you just know. <laughs> yeah, it do, it just sounds unappealing. So yeah, um, who, um, who knows? It's like but, the old uh, Stoke West Brom. Say those two together, and you just know what's about to happen. <laughs> exactly. Um. So yeah. So some announcements from us about what recording is going to look like into the rest of the season. So obviously, um, Premier League is going to have a match every single day from now until August first. Newcastle playing every three or four days. Um, so we are going to be releasing episodes. So this weekly show is is no more until next season. Um, and we're going to record episodes the days of, of matches. So a- after every match, the next day, you should have an episode from us. Um, or the next day or two, we'll, you'll have an episode from us uh, about that match. And we'll just likely – we'll talk about that match mainly and likely like we'll save – you know, 10 minutes at the end to preview the next match. Um, and obviously any major events, uh, you guys know what we're talking about. Um, that will be its own emergency podcast for sure. And then we'll probably also have a separate uh, just show solely on that. Uh, so, but as far as like this weekly news show that we've been doing, it's just going to move to after every match. So I uh, hope you enjoy it. You'll hear us a little bit more than once a week now. And uh, we're excited to just win the league. So we're, we're pumped for it. What were you so implying when you were talking about major events? Because I, I assumed you were talking about, like, you know, kit leaks for next season. Oh, oh, or, or like, signing Sean Longstaff. Or or signing Cairo Mobile for 135 million euros. <laughs> yes. That's going that, to happen. That's something that, that should definitely be. There you go. Uh, BS meter off the bat. That's That's a – that's, like <laughs> – the, the they they commissioned SpaceX to build a rocket to tow that BS out of here. Mm, for sure. Thank you for that. So let's talk now about the takeover and the WTO report that was released on Tuesday. And as expected, the WTO found evidence, and that's the World Trade Organization for anyone that didn't know. Uh, but the WTO found evidence of Saudi Arabian state involvement in the be out Q TV service. Um, and then obviously linked like the Saudi government is that's the key factor. So some people say they didn't even mention PIF. Uh, well, the, the key thing to realize is that 
they found evidence of Saudi Arabian state involvement. Well, who's the head of the Saudi Arabia state? Mohammed, uh, Mohammed bin Salman, who's the head of PIF? Mohammed bin Salman. That's the link, um, if anybody was wondering. Uh, so that under, uh, undermines undertakings made by POF, uh, PIF, PCP, Rubens, that whole consortium that they made. Um, but it, it also puts pressure on Saudi Arabia to make concessions in order to make sure like that the, the takeover is able to proceed. So Saudi Arabia has two options now. They can make up for it or they could be defiant in it, which would severely um, impact the decision. But um, I'll, I'll stop there, Elijah, and, and kind of get your thoughts on, on all of this. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of people saying a lot of things. And, and to be honest, none of this matters because, I mean, it's it's up to Premier League to make a decision. They can spin it in any way um, they want to. You could say Saudi Arabia is completely responsible for the piracy if you wanted to. You could interpret the report like that. Or you could say that Saudi Arabia, like the people involved in the PIF, had nothing to do with it, which you could also say as well. Like Greg mentioned that, you know, you can tie the knots and say – Yes, this is a you know there were state actors from the Saudi Saudi government who were involved in this, and ultimately they're acting on behalf or under Crown Prince Crown Prince MBS. But technically speaking, he's not mentioned in a report. So if you want to, you can get away with saying that. I think what's likely to happen, if you want my honest opinion, is that Saudi Arabia is going to do something with the Premier League if it hasn't already been if it hasn't already happened to basically say they're going to either bid for the rights to uh, broadcast or pay an exorbitant amount of money to do so or, or pay the prim, you know, lost wages. I, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I, I don't really, I don't know. There's, there's not really much that we can add and I'm sure there's going to be your legal experts are going to break down the whole document. But at the end of the day, the Premier League have their lawyers and they have their own team of decision makers and whatever they say is it's, it's going to be how it is. And you're either going to like it or you're not. So. Yeah, uh, there's something else that, and, and I wasn't very active on Twitter on Tuesday, but I didn't see this being talked about a lot. But the New York Times, this is a little bit separate than the W, well, it definitely is separate from the WTO report, but it's worth mentioning that New York Times put out a report about Amanda Stavely and how her eligibility to be a Premier League owner is in question related to this high court action with her and Barclays. So uh, that could be something to watch too. Basically this whole thing is just like, I mean, there's just something else every day. <laughs> and I didn't read the full report. Um, so being honest there, but the, let, I guess my statement here, my, my point in all this is like uh, a lot of people, well, and you said it, Elijah, a lot of people have opinions on this, but let's just try to take the emotion out of this. And just see it for how it is. If you're really interested in this takeover happening, it would do you service just to take the emotion out and just look at this. Like people saying what I mentioned earlier that, oh, they didn't mention the PIF or Newcastle once. Well, yeah, Newcastle isn't pirating TV. <laughs> yeah. Like, so of course not. <laughs> and and technically, then, Newcastle like, is not owned by it. It's owned by Mike Ashley, who's not yeah. involved in this at all. So, And the PIF isn't also pirating tv it's the Saudi yeah. Arabian state and the same guy runs both so like you can easily make the connections yeah. so if the premier league have a problem with it if the evidence is there it's that's not i'm not trying to be one way or the other i'm not trying to be pro luke edwards or not pro luke edwards 
Like, I, it's just, that's the fact. That's what has been laid out. If the Premier League has a problem with it and they don't see a solution, they're probably not going to pass the takeover through. If they yeah. see a solution, then, yeah, I could still see it working. Um, it just yeah. it just depends on, it really, I think, depends on Saudi Arabia. Uh, the, like, the state, the PIF, and being able to work with the Premier League here. So, yeah. Uh, but and, we're just so out of the dark, we're not going to know. And at the end of the day, Saudi Arabia, like, in this whole conflict, they would want, they would love nothing more than completely screw over Qatar. And this is a good way to do that um, by getting in and getting involved and then completely screwing them over in terms of broadcast rights and all that kind of stuff. And I guess my final point is this, and I've held this belief for so long that it just seems like in the best interest of the Premier League and just based on what the government of the, the UK government saying about this to just like push this through just because the fallout from a deal not going through is just going to be significantly worse for the UK and the Premier League than it is for anyone else. It'll just be, it'll be, it'll be messy um, because Saudi Arabia is the UK is one of their biggest trade partners right now. And so having an entity piss them off after an 11 week long sale for what they would consider a, on the grand scheme of things, a minor acquisition I just don't know how that's going to end for the UK government. And I don't know how it's going to end if Saudi Arabia decides to take legal action for the Premier League. So I don't know. That's just my take on it. And that's what I've told people. And that's why I've held the belief that like they would need some sort of like in writing, like Prince MBS himself, like sanction this for them to really be like, all right, this is completely off the table. At this point, I think they're just stalling to figure out how they can still push this through. Um, whether that be making a deal with Saudi Arabia or just coming up with some sort of sound statement to say that, you know, they'll do. And, and by the way, I want to say that like, if this, if this were to go through, there's really not a lot of people. It's kind of unfortunate how things just like disappear, but there's not a lot of people who would be upset anymore about the human. Like, it seems like they're like the human rights violation slander just completely ended except for Miguel Delaney. We're not even going to discuss him. But it just seems like people don't even care about Saudi Arabia's blatant human rights violations anymore. So at this point, like, if the Premier League's goal was to just wait for the bad publicity to go away, then, I mean, that happened. Like, everyone's focused on other things right now. So, I don't know. They will come back. Oh, I mean, it will will come back for sure. But if, if there is a time where the world is not focused on Saudi Arabia right now, it's definitely now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, just one more thing before we go to break is because we didn't, this happened since our last episode, but we beat all city. We, Newcastle would run the championship. Um, we'd absolutely destroy it. And Florian Lejeune, St. Maximin scored the Andy Carroll showed up. Yeah. So, uh, the starting lineup was Dubrovka, Mankio, Lejeune, Fernandez, Rose, Yedlin, Shelby, Bentaleb, St. Maximin, Almiron, and Jolinton. Wait. Yeah. Mankio, Lejeune, Fernandez, Rose, Yedlin. I, I'm trying to put Rose in the center back. <laughs> I, I, I don't think – I think that they might have played Mankio at center back. No, I, I don't know what they did. I mean, because if I know Yedlin was definitely there. not a center back in this <laughs> – <Yeah. laughs> I mean, I could also see them trying out Yedlin as as a as a right midfielder, maybe, and then doing like a, a two like a four four two, maybe. 
Yeah. That would be my my guess. Man, Steve Bruce is really he's he's making it tough for us to figure out what he's gonna do week one. I'm actually now excited to get in this little preview guy. Yeah. Um players that didn't make an appearance, Kieran Clark, Dwight Gale, either of the long staffs, Christian Atsu, or Jamal LaSells. LaSells was because he became a dad again. So congrats to Jamal. Yeah, LaSalle's. keep pumping out those babies, Big J. Dad times two. Mm. Oh, do you know who else became a dad? Who? Andy Hayes, our own writer. Andy, hey, he, that's he has right. a daughter now. So shout yes. out, shout out to Andy for bringing life into this world. I guess his wife really did most of the work, but Andy was a part of it. Is it, it was like fifty fifty or sixty forty or something. Andy had fun. Yeah, he was he was there. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. So, so his uh, baby's name is Keegan Lee Philippe Rafa Robson, weighing eighteen pounds, ninety two ounces. Hayes. And came out. No, 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 Robson. No, uh, but this is from Andy himself. Yeah, um, good source. Dude. But but, um, but no, no, his last name is Hayes. Yes, Elijah. Thank you for sharing that. Uh, but as Andy said, the child's name is Keegan Lee Philippe Rafa Robson. Wait, but you Hayes still have counts. to add the Hayes though. Like I know it's a joke, but it's still just like he should have ended it with Hayes. 18 pounds, 92 ounces, and came out screaming, Shearer, with her right arm raised. She's already had her first brown ale. That's Elijah is ruining call- good jokes. It's true. I'm I'm calling child protective services for on that child for having an alcohol. <laughs> an alcohol at, at the tender age of one day. I wonder what his baby's name actually is. I should probably ask him. What's that? I should have probably asked him what his baby's name actually is. I think he announced it. To so. be fair, when I first read that, I was like, oh, Keegan's a good name for a girl. And then I was like, wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> There's something um, off about this. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're going to take a break, and then we're going to preview Sheffield United. We're going to preview the match, just like old times, mm. like getting back in the swing of things. Um, so we'll do that right after the break. And let's take that break now. For Newcastle fans everywhere, this is the ultimate football app for you. For match highlights, interviews and the best Newcastle videos and podcasts, download the free Toon Army app now from the App Store and Google Play. Newcastle United versus Sheffield United in a real match in June. Oh. It's happening. It is. Um, So I would like to start things off. Lovely by talking about the last time we played Sheffield United. And it okay. was a lovely occurrence. We went down to that Manchester suburb and played Sheffield and we beat them midweek, uh, 2 nothing. We had, I mean, far, thank you. Yeah. But <laughs> um, we were already winning, to be fair. Yeah. But we were, we were playing, so we played well. But we did absolutely – like it was the most Newcastle we played well and we won performance because not only did Sheffield have 73% possession and double the shots than us, but they didn't score at all and we beat them by two goals. <laughs> yeah. It was, so it was is, it's very exactly Newcastle how Stevie, Bru- Bru- Stevie Bruce drew it up just like yeah. that. <laughs> um, the goal scorers for Newcastle, do you remember? Um, it was – well, Shelby had one. Yep. 
man. All right, all right. I got he had the VAR one. All right, I'm trying to think who had the other one. Man Keo and Andy Carroll with the assists. I, okay, the Andy Carroll assist shouldn't count. Also, so I was looking, someone did a compilation of all the Newcastle goals, and I looked at all three of Andy Carroll's assists, and they're like the three luckiest assists in the world. So hey, I'm just lucky. Like, luck is when hard work meets opportunity. Mm, come on now. Um, okay, <laughs> I'm going to guess the other goal score was because it was later in the season. Mm, it's, it was. Wow, I can't. I'm. I'm thinking it was a center back. It was. It was. It was not. Oh, it's not a center back. So it was definitely Alan St. Maxman. Yes, it was. His only shot of the match. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the I'm player. Pretty, this was the flukiest goal, too, if I remember correctly. It wasn't that good of a goal. It was like a close range type guy. Yeah. Uh, it was a headed from. Yours truly. Um, well, not yours truly. Light, Greg light just, just be- went out here. I had to say, Greg just became me. <laughs> you guys can't um, see this, but Greg is now black. Yeah, we're not even going to stop recording. We're just going to keep it, even though the, the light just went out. Um, I'm going to – I think the plug just fell out, so I'm just going to hop down here real quick. Okay. I'm stalling while Greg is doing that. Just know that right now – oh, never mind. He's back. All right. Hey, we're back. The plug did fall off. <laughs> uh, all right. So let's talk about Sheffield United and why we hate them. Okay. Oh, this is, this is great. This could, right. this could get pretty interesting, doesn't okay. it? <laughs> okay. Uh, what would you like to say about them? Well, I hate that they have a cool logo. Oh, okay. So it's it's like a it's, – it's a – it's a fake hate because it's a cool logo. But I also hate that they have that cool of a logo and they go by the blades. That's stupid. Also, yeah. I just want to say I have I I just okay, this is free advertisement. So you guys can thank me, Martin, at Away Days. I ordered an Away Days kit last week and it came today and it's a Sheffield Wednesday alternate kit. So I'm now a Sheffield Wednesday stand. I'm not a fan of Sheffield Wednesday, but I'm a stand. So that means F. Sheffield United, they're the worst team in Sheffield. I'm assuming is that that's that's where they are. Sheffield, uh, yeah, that's a well, place. Again, American. I I already have admitted multiple times. I know literally nothing about the geography of England. They just and don't teach it to us. They get. Yeah, I mean, they don't teach it to us because we won the <laughs> no. war. We won the war, so <laughs> it's not important. Okay, just saying. Um. But yeah, I also think that they have so many. The, everyone on their team, like on paper, looks like they should be on a mid-table team, and that bothers me that they're in fifth place or something like that. So I'm just that's a little bit more jealousy. But I do want everyone to know that I hate Sheffield United mainly because of their name being like their nickname being the Blades, and the fact that I'm now a Sheffield Wednesday stand. Um, I also think that their manager is weird. Uh, the other thing, the main thing that I was going to put okay. is this is this could be the new civil war. Sheffield United owned by Saudi Arabia oh, royal family. Uh, we are about to be the king of Saudi Arabia. Oh, so man. soon, this could be the last match, or maybe not. Or maybe it's already been communicated that Sheffield United can't beat us because oh, they yes. fight for their lives. Yes, if, if you're listening to the, the folks over at the Independent, they'll let you know that uh, essentially once once we once Newcastle's owned by the Saudi Arabian government, we'll never 
lose to Sheffield United. Yeah. I, or any of the other teams, because eventually, like, everyone in Saudi Arabia is going to own a team in the Premier League if you listen to folks of the independent. <laughs> That's what they Well, think. it's going to be great. Like, do you think Ben Salman told the owner, said, hey, lay an egg? Or, or, or we'll take care of things. No, I'm because sorry, Ben, be, ben, ben be laughing at this. Yeah, you're laughing at wow. a guy who legitimately has killed people for disagreeing with wow. him. Wow. Okay. Um, yeah. It's so we'll just there. move on, and uh, we'll we'll move on to what injuries? Is that what's next? I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's talk about injuries, lineups, um, uh, all that fun stuff. So one of the interesting things that just popped up, Elijah and I were just talking about this, is. It seems like Matty Longstaff is injured and won't be playing. Uh, there's a groin injury. Is that what you saw? Uh, thigh injury. So, I mean, same region. Yeah. Uh, Which explains of- why he hasn't been in training. Like, that's been something people have kind of noticed is that they haven't seen Matty Longstaff in training. And for a long time, everyone's like, oh, it's because of the contract. Turns yeah. out he's just injured. Yeah. Uh, so... Uh, I'll just, I'll do, we'll do the things a little bit different since it's been a while, but so this is the 25 man squad that Steve Bruce has to choose from. Um, Almiron bent this alphabetical order. See, see how I do this for you. Okay. Uh, oh, I already see how I messed this up, but I'm going to fix it right now. Almiron, Atsu, Bentelev, <laughs> Carol, Clark, Darlow, Dubrovka, Elliot, Fernandez, Gale, Hayden, Jolinton, Emil Croft, he's still on the team. Um, Lascelles, Lazaro, Lejeune, Sean Longstaff, Mankio, Muto, Richie, Danny Rose, St. Gucci Max, Cher, Shelby, and Yedlin. Of those, Kieran Clark and Gale were not spotted in warm-up games, and Sean Longstaff and Maddie Longstaff are probably not going to play. And I have I have a update on Gale and Clark. I'm seeing here both have ankle injuries. I'd imagine sprains or twists or something like that. Nothing I would be concerned about. And Andy Carroll is likely not going to play. Like, he made an appearance, but I would be shocked if he actually gets minutes. Muto is probably going to be your best bet. Worth noting as well that um, as of the recording of this podcast, we still um, aren't sure whether or not uh, Nabil Bentaleb is – technically going to be allowed to play for Newcastle as you know we've kind of discussed this a lot and it's been the story of the not the story of the summer because that's just not true but it's been a story to pay attention to is that just with a lot of the loan signings it's you have to restructure the contracts and agree to an extension which has to be agreed upon by both clubs and the player again I'd be shocked if Bentaleb doesn't agree to a loan extension he's not wanted at Schalke he's getting good he's getting a decent amount of game time under Steve Bruce um, and he's been a, a decent part of a lot of the uh, warm-up sessions um, and all that kind of stuff. Scored a goal in, in one of the training sessions, and Greg mentioned played in, played this past week against Hull. So that's just something worth noting. Um, and while we're on the subject, it is also worth noting that the Premier League announced that 25-man rosters are set. So um, Paul Dummett will unfortunately not be able to be added to the 25-man roster um, because he was taken off of it when he was injured. He's now fully fit, but he won't be a part of the 25-man roster. Um, and the Athletic have wisely pointed out as well um, to not forget, and Greg can correct me on the terminology here, but essentially like if you're signed to an academy contract, like a youth team player, that you don't count against the 25-man roster. Correct. Thing. So technically speaking, right now, and this would change, Sean Longstaff 
technically doesn't count against the 25-man roster, but he was added in, I think. But he could fluctuate up and down, and you can get other youngsters in there. Again, not really sure who you'd really call on. Um, what's his face? The the kid who's – Tom Allen is one who's made appearances during FA Cups um, runs, and um, I think Lewis Cass is, is another player that – No. No, um, not him. It's, it's Tom Allen, Jack Young, and Kellen Watts are the players. Okay. Development. Kel Watts, well, yes. Technically, Matty Longstaff is still a development squad player. Yes. I, I, I knew it was a defender, so I just guessed, and I said Lewis yeah. Cass, which was the wrong guess. <laughs> Kel Watts. Um, so, yeah, so they don't count. The, but also training with the squad but are ineligible are Dan Barlasar and Paul Dummett. Not on the 25-man roster. Paul. Um, Jack Colback and Jamie Sterry will also soon become free agents and they have not reported back. So it doesn't seem like they're going to sign with the club. So RIP yeah. to Jamie Sterry. I mean, and we'll see Jack Colback. Well, we won't see him, but hopefully we won't see him. But Jack Colback, guarantee he signs for Nottingham after all yeah. this is over. Yeah, finish out his career there. That'd be swell for him. Interesting yeah. to see where Jamie Sterry ends up, though. Yeah. He's definitely Still under. Like... Oh, go ahead. No, I was going to say, I think he definitely could could you know contend for a starting spot and maybe the championship for a mid-table low-table championship side but i don't know um also under contract with the club but not anywhere not involved is rolando aarons and Henri Saive. um (laughs) so uh we also have yet to get confirmation around like akraf lazar if that's good loan's going to be extended Jacob Murphy and Freddie Woodman haven't heard anything. Yeah. But again, like we said earlier, the loan extensions, if it makes sense for both teams and the player, you'd be shocked. They don't happen. I mean, I don't, I don't think anyone cares about Akraf Lazar, but in the case of the other two guys, I mean, I'd imagine their clubs would want him, would want him back, especially Freddie Woodman. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Also, okay. this is random, but we I didn't even know we had a six foot seven goalkeeper in our academy. I saw that on the athletic article. So <laughs> yeah. shout out to us. Okay. Yeah. Let's get on to what let's, we do lineups now. Uh we're actually gonna take a quick break. Oh. And then we're gonna do yeah, we'll go do lineups and match predictions and all that. So let's do that right now. For Newcastle fans everywhere, this is the ultimate football app for you. Plan your match day with our GPS travel planner, taking you to the best pubs, restaurants and hotels, home and away. Download the free Toon Army app now from the App Store and Google Play. Okay, Elijah, what is what is Newcastle going to line up with? So do you want you want what I think they're going to go with or do you want my preferred lineup that I think they should do? Uh let's do let's do b- both, but but the base of it be what you think they're going to do. And then say, I would rather this afterwards. Or, okay, you know, okay. So this is what I... too con- confusing. <laughs> okay, so this is what I think Newcastle will actually roll out with. I think it'll be a back five formation. Um, the the formation that Steve Bruce went with the majority of the season, the, I guess, the 5-4-1, uh, that ordeal. Um, and I think it will be Danny... Oh, sorry. Dubrovkin goal, Danny Rose at left wing back. Um, Probably Federico Fernandez and Lascelles, as well as uh, Fabian Cher being the back three. Um, with I'm going to go with man, right wing back's a weird one in this, but 
you know what? Screw it. I think I'm going to go with Valentino Lazaro on this, but I would not be surprised if it's going to be Mankio. I my, my gut is telling me that Lazaro is going to start just because he he was super hot at the end of the season and he's been pretty hot this preseason. Um, so and he started pretty much every preseason match. Uh, so I would be shocked if Lazaro doesn't start. Um, and then midfield, it will be Hayden and Shelby with uh, Alan St. Maxman on the left, Miguel Amion on the right, and um, Joel Linton up top. And I have to apologize to Steve Bruce because I hammered him this whole season about playing Miguel Amion on the right-hand side this whole season. And, you know, I just took some time to look, think about it and look at how Miguel's played this season. And he just wanted Miguel to cut inside and shoot with his left from the right-hand side. But the issue is, like, we don't really attack that much, so it, it just felt weird. But that that's that. Here's what I want Newcastle to go with, though. Um, and if you want to read what all of our writers want Newcastle to go with um, in terms of, like, what we think that Newcastle should roll with in terms of best 11, um, I would like Newcastle to re- return to the old 4-4-2 that they finished the season out with um, against Southampton, West Brom, and um, – whoever we played in FA Cup before that, I've totally forgot. Um, but I'd have Dubrovkin goal, uh, Danny Rose, Fabian Scher, Jamal Sells, Mikio at right back, Lazaro, Lazaro at right mid, Hayden and Shelby in the middle, Alan St. Maxman at left mid, Almiron playing as a secondary striker slash like almost like advanced 10 type role, and then Joel Linton up top. Just don't believe that you can leave Joel Linton alone, um, which – I've seen – it's been weird, man. I, I don't know, Greg. I'd love to hear your thoughts because I think, like, you read the lineup earlier and you can see some of the highlights. It seems like Newcastle are rolling with a ton of formations, and it's going to be really difficult to see, like, which one they kind of actually end up going with. I've seen 5-3-2. I've seen um, the 5-4-1, and I've seen, you know, variations of a 4-4-2, whatever the heck you just read earlier. Like, I don't know. Yeah, so – uh, this was our starting 11 at St. Mary's, which was our last match. And that, that will, um, that will, that will give you an idea of what, where are we, what state were we in when we played our last match. So we had Dubravka and then uh, Danny Rose, Lascelles, Fernandez, Manquillo, and then Hayden, Shelby, Richie, St. Gucci, Gale, and Almiron. And by the way, Richie just should not have started that match. Like there, like there's just no Matt Ritchie. He he just hasn't looked good this season. So I I don't know. I, I love him to death. He's he's crazy. I mean, and from what I can tell, one of the most like tactically sound, just really smart players. But just like he was brutal that match. I mean, it was yeah. not fun to watch. Yeah, and he missed uh, the pen. <laughs> yeah, that doesn't help. So, so what I what I would suggest, or what I'm thinking of here, uh, it's it's tough to to pinpoint exactly where it is, but or exactly what they'd be doing. But I I would, man, I've I've tossed and turned about this if I wanted a four at the back or five, but I I would just go with a five to the back here, like something that we are confident in, a formation that we're confident in, and we 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 just know and no spacing. And just like old faithful, essentially. Yeah. So I, I, I agree with you here. I, I, I think from our like players that will like Jolinton will be up top by himself. Um, uh, like all of our best players will play the one, the positions that may be up for grabs would be like right back 
Don't know who's going to play there. And if it's five in the back, like could be Lazaro, could be Yedlin, could be Nikio. <laughs> um, so, and then you got, don't know which center backs, I guess, we're, we'll deploy. But I think, I think that's the safe bet here. It's just so tough. It's really tough to predict. right? And, now. and I, I would also like to add, I think what makes it even tougher, and this is something that I've picked up just watching Bundesliga, is that the Premier League, it, I'm pretty sure I read that they're doing the five subs thing. I'm, I'm fairly certain. I'm pretty sure we talked about that. They definitely are. Um, but with the five subs that we're seeing in, in the Bundesliga, you're seeing teams completely change tactics mid-match and change formations mid-match. Like I've seen RB Leipzig start off in like, you know, a 4-4-3 and then change to a 4-2-3-1. So, I mean, I could see Newcastle doing the same thing or Dortmund. They've, they've done this a lot where they'll start in a back three and then they'll bring on someone and they'll be a back four or they'll add an extra attack or something like that. So, um, I do think part of the different formations that are being tried out by Steve Bruce right now is just purely for – and honestly, I have to hand it to him, pretty smart um, – for him to work on tactics in certain situations – so we'll see the the five sort the five subs makes things a little bit interesting um, as well. So I'm I'm very curious to see what Steve Bruce does. A man who doesn't normally make subs. <laughs> so, yeah. So we we'll see see what he does when he has to make two more than he usually has to. <laughs> yeah, all at the same time. Yeah. Um, okay, so let's get into some match predictions. Mm. Elijah, how will Newcastle United? What what do they have to do to win this match? Yeah, I mean, I think I think you're you're you were spot on about the formation and familiarity. I think you have to stress the being solid at the back and just not conceding. Um, if you're Newcastle right now, you are what we're on thirty seven points. I'm I'm going to just look at the table real quick. We're on thirty five points. We're on thirty five points. Yeah. At this point, you're just trying to pick up points any way you can. So I, I get that you want to play attacking football, but let's focus on getting the points, play safe, play at the back. I'm um, sorry. Um, you know, hunker down, defend all that kind of stuff because we've already seen Sheffield. They got very frustrated and we had a lot of shots, they had a lot of possession, but they got very frustrated playing against Newcastle's kind of bunkering down type system. Um, they typically don't have to play teams that bunker against them because, because they are a recently promoted team. A lot of the teams in the mid table and lower table, did, haven't given them the respect that they have rightfully earned. So um, Sheffield have not really come across a lot of teams that bunker down against them like Newcastle did. Um, and so I, I think it's going to be something they struggle with. I also think that's the reason they might draw today against uh, Aston Villa. So bunker down, do what you got to do, grab the point. Hopefully it's three points. Hopefully. Uh, yeah, I'm thinking the, the big thing is, is to kind of just put a lot of pressure on them. They're going to be playing – well, they're playing today, Wednesday, um, and they're playing on short rest. And to go back to back like that in a, in a Premier League type environment, it's it's an opportunity for us to really put pressure and, and kind of force their hand a little bit. So I wouldn't mind. And Bruce has done this in very small occasions, very small. But us just going to high press with Almiron and ASM up top and just kind of working that. And I'd be fine doing it right at the beginning to wear them down at the end. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I kind of want to try to take advantage of mistakes here. And I think that's going to be the biggest key. Yeah. For Newcastle. Uh, for on, on the Sheffield side, uh, what's some players to look out for? Um, who do we have to worry about for yeah. your, your stand blades? Yeah. Um, man, I'm trying to see, uh, they've got 
I would say probably John Fleck. He's probably their best player. I'm, I'm pretty sure he's. I'm pretty sure everyone's um, healthy. I I don't. I didn't see any injuries, but he's a midfielder, Scottish. Um, leads them in goals, uh, and just like has pretty. He's. I wouldn't say he's like consistently been their best player in terms of every match, but it seems like when you're talking about players on their team that have performed well and he's good in the midfield. I don't know. I just think John Flick's a good player. Uh, that, that's kind of my, my stance, my stance on him. Um, and I yeah. feel like he didn't play the last time we, we, uh, we played them. Um, uh, but, I can't remember. Yeah. But anyway, that that's, I would say John Fleck leads them in goals, decent match rating. Um, he's also like second or he's third in assist, I believe as well. So he's probably yeah. the most dangerous player. Yeah. I'm going uh, kind of a, this one is a kind of wild card player, and that's uh, Oliver McBurney. Oh, yeah. So All he's he... forward. And, uh, uh, yeah. Uh, he's given us trouble in the player. past, too. Yeah, and he he's, doesn't start all the time for them, but he will be in the match for sure. Uh, he'll come on as a sub, and he's usually that spark that they, that they have and that they need at times. He's like kind of a just do it all forward. Like he'll do everything. He has pace. He'll get up in your face and win. Um, win aerial duels, he'll attack you with his dribbling. Like he kind of just do whatever. He's he's young. He's 24. Um, so there there's a lot of potential for him to still mm-hmm. get better and better. And I feel like this is a good opportunity for him to prove. Uh, I'll, th- I'll throw another one out there. They're starting for if, – if it's not McBurn, it's going to be Musse. The dude's on fire as well. Five goals, four assists, leads the team in, in assists. The same amount of goals as, as Fleck. Also just a beast. Um, extremely athletic striker has the ability and wherewithal to also pick out decent passes, um, sets of his teammates well, and he's going to give that back three a little bit of trouble as well. He's going to make a lot of dummy runs, free up a lot of individuals for him to make space. It's kind of one of the reasons John Fleck has so many goals. Um, so yeah, Musa is another another player to look out for. So yeah, I, I feel like I mean they've I got a bunch of other players that are are solid. They're in seventh right now, so. Um, but they're all are likely boring and we don't care about them. So. <laughs> yeah. Uh, next thing to talk about is I, I don't have uh, stats or. Anything. Oh, but do yeah. I? Do you? I do. Oh um, yeah. Cause you're the, you're the pregame stat guy. Oh yeah. No, you've got all the postgame stats. <laughs> the, the nerds want to hear. I've got stats. You can tell your, your boys at the bar. Um, so here we go. <clears throat> this is actually Sheffield's – by the way, I believe this game is going to be played at St. James. I'm seeing, like, all the match previews I've seen so far have said St. James, and no one said anything to, like, deter me from believing that. So I'm just going to say this is going to be a match at St. James Park. Whatever. Okay. That being said, this is Sheffield's first away league visit to Newcastle since, they were, since Newcastle was in the championship in 2010. And they lost, and Sheffield lost two one there. So we've got that up on them. And it, surprisingly, we really have not played Sheffield that much. Um, yeah. Which I mean, I guess it's not that surprising because we spend the majority of our time in the Premier League, and they have not. Um, Newcastle have won their last four league games against Sheffield United, um, and the only time they lost against them, they were in the Premier League in two thousand six, and they lost one nil um, at Sheffield. Actually, that was a home match. Um, and this is only this is this is going to be a weird one for everyone 
it's and you mentioned it earlier, Premier League in June, because that doesn't happen often. Is uh, yeah. this will be Newcastle's second league match ever played in the month of June, which will then be followed up by their third league match played in the month of June. Um, but this is gonna be their second league match ever played in the month of June. Um, they last played in June. Can you guess the year, Greg? I'm gonna oh. tell you it's before the Premier League was a thing. So before oh, the nineties. Yeah. Okay, and I'm gonna say seventy-three. No, 1947 against Newport <laughs> County. Oh man! So <laughs> right after World War II. <laughs> yeah, it's it, which which is likely why it was in June. If you think about it, that makes sense. Um, and just so, if anyone was wondering, what's our record like in June? We're 0 and 1, so uh, <laughs> we lost two four. Uh, and um, man, just in case you forgot, we're joint lowest home scorers in the Premier League this season with 12 goals. So. <laughs> Is that um i also by the way shout out shout out to tifo um i watched a video on like the premier league return and the bottom of the table like the some of the stats they read for the bottom of the table make newcastle look good so there you go um steve bruce among the 41 teams he's faced at least 10 times in his managerial uh career only against qpr does he have a better win ratio than sheffield united he's won eight of 11 against sheffield and uh, this is another one for Sheffield. Uh, New- their manager, Chris Wilder, his only, pre- his only visit to Newcastle came in a League, league Cup tie in August of 2015. And he was managing Northampton at the time. And they lost 4-1, which you guys might remember, actually. That was – I feel like I remember that match. Um, so, there you go. That's, that's all I got for stats. I guess this is something that will be fun to track. But – Newcastle have left have kept a clean sheet in five of their last six home, home Premier League games against promoted sides. The very specific hey, stat hey. right there. Yeah. Uh, with two wins, three draws, and one loss. Uh, the only loss was a two-one uh, loss to uh, Wolves last season, which that shouldn't even count because, like, which I guess this one shouldn't count either because Wolves last season promoted were like a mid-table side that nearly made Europa League. So I don't know if that should count. <laughs> it does count. But uh, it, there's an asterisk. Yeah, there's an asterisk. <laughs> um, let's go to let's go to predictions. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you have, and what what's your what's your thoughts? What how are we gonna do? Okay, draw. <laughs> I, I'm I'm gonna try to stick to like my predictions that I actually made when we did predictions for the season. So okay. as of now, because that this is, I'm still in that same mindset. I don't really know what's going to happen. My angle was that Sheffield's going to be a little bit tired after playing on Wednesday, a little bit rusty. Well, not rusty, but they're definitely be a little bit tired. Um, and it seems like, and I'll say this, I actually have confidence in Newcastle will score at least two goals in this match because one, they have in all of their, their, actual preseason matches they've also given up more than they've also given up two goals in all of them but that's that's not important not all of them they just had a shutout oh okay there you go i'm stupid but they've scored two goals in nearly all their preseason matches i think the only one they haven't was the one they played against each other was the one one draw um so newcastle i'm feeling good about them compared to like some other teams like tottenham's lost against championship sides arsenal lost so um i'm starting to think newcastle might be at least a little bit more conditioned than I thought that they would be. Um, and shout out to Danny Rose. People thought he's was fat, but I think that he's probably just muscular. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so I'm going to go two, two draw with Sheffield. Okay. Um, 
let's so i i i'm gonna go it's gonna be a win okay uh, is that what i said in the you did you said it was gonna okay. be a win uh I, yeah i'm gonna go i'm gonna go two to one newcastle here uh i think it's two nothing i think we kind of cruise through it sheffield gets a kind of late goal and makes us sweat it out but we get three points goal scorers it, would, it wouldn't be newcastle right? without squeaky bum time goal scorers john joe um, shelby again oh. the sheffield assassin and then yeah. cleaning up for us, my man, the one, the only, Florian Lejeune. I'm going to – my goal scorer is two goal scorers. I'm going to go Miguel Amrud and Joel Linton. Oh, yeah. That would be great. That <laughs> it would be great. Be great. <laughs> Will it happen? I don't know. But it would be great. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, Elijah, anything else that you have? Um, actually – I do. I would like to give a huge shout out to Marcus Rashford. I have tried so hard over the years to hate Marcus Rashford because when he first was a person that was relevant, especially in the World Cup, like England fans were like, he's better than Mbappe, which shut up. He's not. No offense to Marcus Rashford. But I have to admit, he basically secured, uh, you know, meals for a ton of kids all over the UK. And essentially by him alone, uh, by him, his power alone forced the prime minister of England to like essentially make everyone pay for meals for, for all these kids who are, are going to not have meals because school's out. So um, I have to give props to him. That That's super dope. I'm super excited for it. And also give props to the Premier League because it seems like a lot of teams are going to be doing some sort of Black Lives Matter uh, type. I, would, I don't want to call it a gesture, but some sort of display of some sort. Uh, and um, And the last thing I'll say is – did you hear, Greg, this is something for you. Um, did you hear about the coolest news in the world regarding the restart from the Premier League? I don't know. They, it, see, it, it, this is the, a birdie on Twitter. Well, actually, a, a, an account said this, like an actual reputable source said this. Um, it, sound, it looks like that the Premier League is going to be allowing like custom music as a part of the experience. So players could have potentially players could have walkout songs for when they are uh, getting subbed on. So let's go. That's, let's go. I mean, I'm, I'm all for it. I don't think we have, do we have any questions? Yeah, we have one. Oh, okay. Can I add to that question right now? Yeah. If you could choose a walkout song as a sub, what would it be? Uh, I already got it. Welcome to jam rock. Okay. I've never is that is that something that the whites play at reunions? Wow, uh, you swung and you missed really hard. Okay, uh, we're was... gonna play it. We're gonna do the Spotify. Yeah, oh, I've heard this song. I just didn't know what it was called. You just, he said, "Is that something the whites?" Like nope, actually it's the opposite. <laughs> well, it could be like the whites in California who are smoking a, a fat one. Um, uh, fun fact, that was actually my walkout song in baseball. <laughs> and, oh, I love that. Um, but except when I was a I was a freshman, uh, they made it. Uh, the seniors got to pick, and it was "I'm a Barbie Girl." But when I got to pick, it was that. <laughs> I love that. Mine mine would be hard in the paint because, dude, right, that well, song. That oh. That's such a good song. They just 
walking. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. I'm all for it. Don't send this podcast to anybody for copyright infringement. <laughs> yeah, I'm about to say, um, we are going to get taken out. Okay. Um, poor lawyer that had to listen to this whole show to find it, though. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I don't care about Newcastle. It's like, oh, there it is. <laughs> um, the one question before we sign off is from the GOAT, Don, at Smick Ultra. If you could take Jolinton and place him on any American sports team, doesn't have to be soccer. Who would it be and why? Okay, that's easy. Um, actually, I was going to say something, but now I'm having second thoughts. Okay, <laughs> I to think about it. Okay, dude, he's a big lad. I would, I would like to have him on the Falcons. Put him out yeah. at tight end or something. I think that be... like only like six foot two though. <laughs> oh yeah, I forgot tight ends are so. Oh, like make him a running eight. back. Yeah, <laughs> but but okay. Realistically, like Atlanta United right now, Atlanta United. Yeah, because uh, Joseph Martinez is injured. So like, and like, yeah. I mean, you're like he's he'd be walking to a situation where he's having to score goals for an MLS side, which we're not going to pretend like MLS is anywhere near the Premier League or the Bundesliga. Gonna have to score goals from MLS side behind closed goal behind closed doors, so I mean it seems like the perfect situation for Jolinton to to be relevant. Uh, I'm gonna go uh, with another American sport. Um, let's sort of, let's let's make him play baseball. Yeah, he, that that'd be interesting. For um, what team? I, uh, let's let's throw him at uh, the Minnesota Twins. And we'll put him in the minor league system there. Uh, you know, you know, it's big in in some parts of, of South America, not where he's from. It's not as yeah, big. Say but, Brazil. You know, baseball's still big in Brazil. It's, they still have leagues there. And maybe he has some natural ability because Latinos and South Americans are super good at baseball. They can they can definitely do that thing over there. We're gonna get canceled so, because of this podcast. Um that's you know, they're really good at the sport of baseball. It's true. Also, sport of soccer. So, yeah. shout out to y'all. Okay, that's it for me. Is that it for you? Yeah, I, I actually did. I accidentally did my signing off thing before the questions because I just thought yeah. we didn't have any questions. But that's fine. Everything I so, said still Don, counts. We love you. Yeah, yeah, um, we love you, Marcus Rashford. We'll see you um, next Monday after. Our first match of the restart. Yeah, uh, we're, we're gonna give you recap that. But or Greg, we'll see them Wednesday or Thursday or Friday uh-huh. because the takeover will be announced Wednesday or Thursday before five PM. Book it. Go, go ahead, place your bets, ladies and gentlemen. All right, I'm doing it now. All right, that concludes episode one thirty four CHN Radio. I'm your host Greg Troxel. That's the best damn co-host in the land. Elijah, Newcastle Bruce, and listen to this beautiful song coming home. Newcastle. Away the last. Let's get three points. Love you guys. I may as well have been in jail. I'd walk the streets all day. I'll meet for a bottle of your own brown hill. I'm coming home, Newcastle. If you never win the club again, I'll brave the dark at St. James's Park. If the Gallagher's end of the rain, I'm coming home.
to be a Jody to live in Jody land. Some people think we're body and we're hard to understand. And they say it's just self-pity and we're not so very tough. Cause the people in the big fat city haven't had it tough as rough. I'm coming home, Newcastle. You can keep your London wine. Walk the streets all day, I'll meet for a bottle of the River Tyne I'm coming home, Newcastle, I wish I'd never been away I'd kiss the ground for the welcome sound in me mother saying, hey, how we I'm coming home